This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry. We'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. This was an interesting week, to say the least. Are they ever not? <laughs> I had to think about what you said. That's a double negative. I'm yeah. glad you caught up. Are they ever nodding? <laughs> Help. <laughs> that was crazy, though. But but thanks to uh, Justin Bizarro last week for doing an interview with us, talking about the food chain. Food chain. The food supply chain and what we eat, why it's important, why we need to buy local, what obesity is and what it's caused from what being too skinny is and what it's caused from and things like that. I, I thought that was a pretty good and eye-opening episode. For sure. And it's all things that we talk about <laughs> yeah, either on the podcast or not. And honestly, it might come up a couple of times as we continue on today's journey. Yes. With all the topics. But yes. no, Justin did a great job and I can't wait to have him back. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he... He's he's pretty knowledgeable in that space, and I think it's very important for everybody to kind of understand where their food is coming from and why it's important to try to buy from a small small guy and not a big corporation because we all know how that goes. Big corporations tend to want money over your health, mm-hmm. and it all kind of adds up to me. It's like, are they in cahoots with pharmaceuticals and things like that? We are at the tip of the iceberg with Justin, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He mentioned mental health and being an impact on, you know, well, I guess the food that you eat being an impact on your mental health. We can go down that rabbit hole with him. And I can't wait. Yeah, I I think it's important that we hit that topic with him. Yeah. Do you think mental health? decline in America is because of the food, partially because of the food supply. Maybe. Uh huh. <laughs> I think there is a whole lot more we can cover with him and I can't wait to have him back. Yeah, I know it. Me too. And the mental decline and then the increase of SSRI prescriptions because of the food supply. Is it, see, I'll just, I have to question everything. We live in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to the tin hat episode. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's bring it back to today's episode. And you said the mental health crisis and all the things you just mentioned. I honestly, I honestly want to hit on the moral crisis that is happening in the country right now. Yeah. Related to, have you heard this headline? I think I may have mentioned it to you before, but. There is a headline on a website called the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Okay. Sounds intense, right? The headline is, sex trafficking survivors are increasingly suing to hold hotel chains liable for abuse on their properties. New investigation finds. And they go on to list that um, an investigation by the New Yorker and Berkeley Journalism's investigative reporting program found that there is a new legal strategy in seeking to help survivors of sex trafficking to hold hotel corporations legally accountable for crimes committed on their premises. Now, 
long, long time ago, <laughs> I used to work at a hotel. Right. I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this, to be honest with you. And I don't know that I've settled on one side of the fence or the other. Sex trafficking is a huge problem in this, this country. 100%. It is a sad, scary, disgusting, moral drop that has happened. I'm sure it's been around for longer than we know, but with media, you see it now. It's more present. They're making movies about this kind of thing, uh, the, yeah. A Sound of Freedom. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's not talked about enough in the media. You I have, agree. You have independent studios like Angel Studios coming out, or Angel Productions, whatever it's called, coming out and making a film, and it's like this no-name studio. I agree. And you also have media coverage that is very, what do I want to call them, grassroots, right? Who the heck is ICIJ? Yeah, I know. Who the heck is the New Yorker and Berkeley Journal? I mean, I know who Berkeley is, but- Well, you know the New Yorker, too. Right, but I mean, like, these aren't mainstream media, though. Exactly. So you have all these little, we'll call them grassroots, for lack of a better term at this very moment, but picking up these stories, but none of the higher up- media streams are yeah it seems like the the media that is on the the screens the tv aren't covering, covering this and that's messed up right <laughs> so it is obviously a moral issue it is a human crisis that is happening in the country it's disgusting it needs to stop but <laughs> well, we lived in a place that it was one of the hot spots in the U.S. for human yeah. trafficking, and that was what was it Tyson's Corner, right? Was it Tyson's Corner or was it um, Woodbridge? What I thought it was Tyson's. I thought I thought that's where a lot of it, like women, would get snatched up at Tyson's Corner in that area. I oh, could be wrong. That no. Potomac Mall was like one of the top five places. But we're going to do an on the fly fact check. <laughs> you do that while I continue. <laughs> So again, the article of the story relates to sex traffickers go not traffickers, sorry, relates to those who are sex trafficking survivors going after hotel chains as essentially being co-conspirators for aiding and abetting. That's the term that they're using. And again, I used to work at a hotel and I just want to share this story. So while I was working there, we actually had a list, and it was a do not sell list, and it was a bunch of names. They were obviously fake, like it was right. Rainbow Star, Tomorrowland, or whatever first and last name combination they were using. It was do not sell list. So anytime anybody came in with an identification that had that name, we weren't allowed to give them a room. Who the fuck would have a name Rainbow Star on their ID? It's a fake ID. <laughs> but yes, they would. They would show you an ID, and it obviously would not be their real name. It would be some crazy combination like that. And we had a do not sell list to those individuals. Oh. And it was very obvious what they were doing, right? They were sex workers. They would invite people to their rooms, and it would be a revolving door, or they would just trash the room. They would leave condoms, yeah. drugs, whatever. So we weren't allowed to sell rooms to them. Understood. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> right. So to me, the hotel that I was working at at the time at least had a process, but I was never once trained on what to identify. I right. was told, don't sell it to these people. 
I was not told to identify situations that I should be aware of and possibly call authorities to help support. Right. So, again, I haven't landed on one side or the other with this. So I kind of want to talk this out with you for a second. (laughs) So they're suing the hotels for aiding and abetting. So to one extent, it's these survivors are saying, you should have helped me, right? They're telling the hotels, like, you should have done something. There were obvious signs. And kind of like what I said, right, that they trash the room, they leave condoms, they have crazy names, they have a revolving door of people coming in and out. Like, there are signs, right? Okay. But... Again, I was never trained to identify that this was sex trafficking. I was told that they were sex workers and we couldn't sell rooms to them. But right. the bigger picture could have been that they were being forced to do this. Okay. So is it right for them to say, you hotel chain, you sold me a room or you sold whoever is holding me, trafficking me a room and you should be held liable for that. I don't know how, how like, how do you tell? I don't know. I've never seen or met someone that was trafficked. And I don't know how, how can a hotel, a front desk person who's most likely very young in their early 20s yep. or earlier, 18 or whatever, to 20 years old. How do, I was 19. How would they be trained to to identify that and then do you i don't know i don't know <laughs> and then and then the other thing though is like what what is there an issue of discrimination that could happen if you say no i or think profiling that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. if you say no i think you might be sex trafficked so i'm not gonna let you in that's gonna open up a huge can of worms well they said that especially and this really kills me that I'm reading this, but with children specifically, <laughs> yes, that individuals who rent a room and have children with them, if the children are being sex trafficked, they're not making eye contact, their eyes are on the floor, they won't answer a question, the adult that is with them is answering for them, they don't know their own name because they don't know what to say. Like, there's signs, right? So there is training, it sounds like, that could be done in a hotel to identify red flags. Okay, yeah, then then and do then that. And whatever steps are taken thereafter, I, I don't know what that looks like, right? Because I never received the training. But is it right to hold hotels responsible? Or are they seeking justice where they can find it? You know, like, I... I they don't deserve know. justice. A hundred percent. They they deserve it. Uh, but should they get it from the hotel? I'm I'm struggling with this one. I don't know because I don't know how you can filter all that out. The, the criminal is the one doing the the crime. The crime, and they should be held a- accountable. If obviously it's different if. I don't know, one of the hotel chains knew about it and was truly aiding them. Right. And that's totally different. If like a manager of Hotel X said, all right, this can be your staging ground or whatever the fuck. Then all right, then you are fucking going to prison and you owe all these people that filtered through your hotel room. I don't you can't take back what happened to them, but you're going to make them as whole as you can. Right. You got to, you got to take care of them because 
I also find it odd, like this article specifically calls out that it's a lot of franchise hotels that the survivors are suing. And again, I'm thinking in the back of my head, why don't, why aren't you going after corporate? Oh, they might not be able to. I don't know. I don't know how all this works. I don't even really understand how a hotel franchise works. Well, it's like a Chick-fil-A franchise. You think? Yeah. So Hotel X can be owned by mom and pop, Mm -hmm. but it has that brand name on it. That's They are paying to use the brand name. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Because I worked at a corporate facility. And everyone there was hired by corporate versus a franchise. Someone is paying to use the name and brand their place. And they hire all the people who work there. Now they're supposed to follow all the protocols and things of the corporate company. Well, then there's probably the corporate companies get out of jail free card. True. If they if they say, look, we have nothing to do. Obviously, they're using our name. It's a franchise. We gave them policy book, whatever, this 500-page manual of policies and procedures that they have to follow. It's up to them. Now, they might be able to get busted for maybe not checking in, like testing their general managers over there and things like that, like saying, hey, you know, this is yearly a yearly quiz that you're going to have to take to make sure that you are following the rules and then maybe send like a secret shopper in there, you know? Right. No, we, we got secret shopped and we were corporate. Yeah. Well, well, but that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep people on their toes constantly because if you don't, they're always, they're going to do whatever the hell they want. And you don't want that image for your brand. For sure. I, if there's anybody out there (laughs) who currently works at a hotel and has some sort of policy on what to do in this sort of situation, let us know. Unholyunioncast cast at gmail.com. Yeah, so, I mean, if there are these weird signs and you get weird vibes from somebody bringing someone in, why? what's the big deal about calling the cops and just having them get questioned? No, there was a situation where an individual with that name showed me their ID. And what I did was I asked them to wait there and said that I would be right back. And I went back and got my manager mm-hmm. and had them address the situation. I was not going to confront this person. Yeah, you shouldn't. You the the front desk person, you're not you don't know how this person's gonna act. Exactly. If they're caught, you know. Again, I'm nineteen. Exactly. <laughs> and my manager was a grown man. Well, he shouldn't deal with it either. They should immediately call if it's something that is questionable like that. Well, again, it was just a do not sell list because they had previously trashed the room and or abused having people coming in and out all the time. Like there was a reason that post their first day. Yeah, I don't know. So for us, it was never a training. So I'm curious if there's any training out there for these hotels and whether or not anyone else really feels that the hotel chain should be held responsible. These people deserve justice, period, point blank. I don't know how you get it, though. I don't know how you prove that the hotel was an, essentially an accomplice in in aiding traffickers. Right. I don't know. Unless, I mean, of course, there prob- there could be some out there that are actively doing that. 
Right. But and obviously drop the fucking hammer on them fools. But I don't know. I don't I sex trafficking is a problem. And it's strange to me that it's a problem. And it's also strange to me that it is a problem that has very little recognition yep. in this country. And it's I, messed up. I think one of the reasons why this really hasn't hit mainstream media yet, this this exact thing that is happening where survivors are going after these hotels, is because, one, it hasn't hit corporate yet. It's all these franchised hotels. And, two, is because they are settling. They aren't going to trial. So once these either hit corporate and or go to trial for like a class action. Yeah. I think then we'll see it a lot more in the media. I don't know. (laughs) Don't get me started on this conspiracy shit, but we (laughs) keep the tinfoil hat in the pantry. Epstein Island stuff. We know all that happened. Uh, What's her name? What was the lady's name that just went to prison? Not just went to prison, but a while back. Oh, I I can see her face, but I cannot think of the lady's name. Yeah, I don't. Yvonne? No. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But she's in jail right now. Where are you on the fact check? Here? I can't. I can't type on this keyboard. It's too damn loud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she. It, it's all proven. She was his essentially groomer for sex trafficking. And that's we know this. Yep. This is proven. She's in prison for this. He went to prison. Yep. And supposedly killed himself. Supposedly. Supposedly. But it's strange how you have these super high-profile people, and I barely saw news footage of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a se- the sex trafficking thing is it's almost like swept under the rug, mm-hmm. and I fucking hate that. I 100% agree. That feels to me like it should be a third-world country problem. Absolutely. This be- should not happen in the United States of America. Any any country that has been industrialized and has society that is advanced. Yep. It should not it shouldn't happen. Yep. I can't and the fact that it is, to me, it shows that we're not doing something. And I think it we're not doing something to help it because it's not well known enough. Mm-hmm. I think most people are blind to it because it's not covered right. by the mainstream media. And that is messed up. And that is more tinfoil stuff to me because supposedly the list going to that Epstein Island was very high-profile individuals. Yep. Like rich, billionaire people that would take multiple trips to this island I swear this list was out there. It was, and I think it still is. You can find it somewhere, but the fact... The fact that no one knows who was on it, though? How? I swear this list was put out. I think it was. I just, Like I said, it sounds to me like it's being brushed under the rug. Now, I am tinfoiling right now, but why? Why is it so such a taboo thing for the mainstream media to talk about that is a... Mm-hmm. It's a freaking epidemic. Yep. And in words of Oliver Anthony, they don't think you know, but I know that you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I hate it. It, it. Seriously, the mainstream media has turned into propaganda machines, and they, they're filling your head with these messages. And 
creating distractions distractions and they're making you dumb a hundred percent they are making you an idiot by feeding you this trivial crap to me they are distracting us from what's really going on a hundred percent and what's really going on sex trafficking i think so i think it's a lot worse than people know because of what they are feeding you on the tv well, I was trying to segue to Oliver Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just agitated because this that it really does make me mad. I agree. Because you're you're supposed free press is one of the staples of the United States. First Amendment. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that it's not really being used in a proper way is very agitating. It's being controlled. Yeah. And, and I- how does that make sense? Free press? And yet, they're all essentially feeding you the same messages mm-hmm. while not covering real issues like sex trafficking. Yep. And I think Oliver Anthony says it the best. And anyone who has not listened to this song yet, Oliver Anthony, Richmond, north of Richmond, go listen to it right now. Come back and come back to this podcast. Yes. And let's talk about it. Because yeah. this song is so profound right now yeah there's a reason why it is resonating with this country it is number one on everything right now and he not he is not signed with a record deal nope he is not represented by anyone he is himself they have been trying to throw millions of dollars at this man he said new and he's not taking it he is putting out his own music and again it is resonating with honestly the world right now yeah the, the essentially the middle class, you know, the the people that are down in the weeds and in the trenches working and essentially getting fucked, being stuck and not moving forward in life, even though they're grinding for 12 hours a day, 60 hours a week, whatever it is. It is an international song of what is happening in the world right now. And it to me not just as an acoustic sound, which I absolutely love. I mean, it's so Yellowstone, right? (laughs) It's got that Yellowstone sound to it, but it's against what the government is doing right now. Right. And it's so interesting to me that the only people who are bashing this song is the mainstream media. I cannot find a single, and go ahead and at me and send it to me because I want to see it. A single negative review of this song. I know. I can't find it. What's funny, though, is he came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before. uh, By the time this podcast comes out, it's not, it's going to be way off timeline. But he came out a couple days ago. So they played this at the Republican uh, debate, right? And we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. Right. But he responded and said, look, this isn't just a Joe Biden song. Mm -hmm. This isn't. Yeah, he is part of the issue. Yep. But. It's all of y'all. Mm-hmm. And he's 100% right. They are all they're they are all fucked up. <laughs> you can say it. Yeah, I know, but I'm just agitated. They are all not doing anything to help us. Mm-hmm. The government is too big. Yep. They have t- their hands in too many pots. Yep. They're spinning too many plates. They shouldn't be involved in anything except the military. 
and the justice system. Right. And that is it. Everything else, it needs to go to the states. And the people should vote. And the people should vote locally on the majority of the issues. Hmm? That way, if one state doesn't float your boat, like you're like, man, this day I don't I don't really resonate with this group of people that are that I live with now. Move. Yeah. You have fifty fucking choices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Eh, fifty one if you include Puerto Rico. That's true. But I'm just saying it that's what it's supposed to be. Now everything has been consolidated into the federal government. Right. And they are running Department of Education. They can hold funding for state education programs and the states can't run it. Without, because they they just can't. They don't have enough funds. Yep. But if you took away all these taxes that are going up to feds and you div- you say, all right, residents of Virginia or Florida, you pay, instead of paying the federal government, you're going to pay Florida. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do our own educational programs. Right. And if you, if you don't like our educational programs, we're going to give you school choice too. So you can do whatever you want. That's freedom. Yep. Uh, (laughs) But to me, the idea that the media is bashing Oliver Anthony, calling it alt-right. It's not. Calling it, what do they call it? Neo-Nazism. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It it has nothing to do with, and that's what's scary. Yep. Because it's cult. To throw that around, that phrase around. Yeah, do you know what that neo-nazism actually did it killed millions of people uh-huh and let's not just toss that around because a guy is critical of the government right this guy is a blue collar worker he was a factory worker had a head injury he had a head injury blah 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 he got majorly depressed because he felt like he was running on a treadmill that was never going to stop and he could never get ahead because Taxes are going up. Inflation's going up. Everything costs more, yet his pay staying the same. He's got to work more hours. So he got majorly depressed. He got anxiety, got depression. So he wrote a song. Yep. And you're you're saying he's alt-right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the song mentions no one <laughs> except North or rich men of North Richmond. North of Richmond. There you go. So that's D.C., Yep. That's where the federal government's headquarters is, man. Mm-hmm. They're all up there. He's not singling out a, a party. Well, and they all, Oliver Anthony also mentions that he wishes politicians cared more for minors, not just minors on an island somewhere. I know. If you don't catch that in that song, you miss the whole first half of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because that is... Epstein Island right. that is talking about all the minors that these people sex traffic, not that politicians do that. Maybe they do. We might find out one day. But I know. It's terrifying. But they, uh, this they're... song is about what is happening today. Yes. And it's resonating with people. And they're, and they're, they're being cult leaders, essentially, by radicalizing their base, whoever watches that crap. Mm-hmm. They're radicalizing them by saying things like... But the people no, no, wait, are buying it, I, though. Some people do. There are radical 
people. Send it to me because I have not seen it. Well, I but, wish somebody would send it to me. Well, but it it doesn't matter. So if you are targeted, like we we might get targeted because of this podcast because we're agreeing with what he wrote in the song. So we're now considered alt right. That's BS. But when you call somebody a Nazi, mm-hmm. like Oliver Anthony, you are essentially giving permission for violence. Yep. Because you are saying this guy hates all of you or whatever, but we know what the Nazis did and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. We have history lessons on this shit. They killed millions of people. They're inciting fear. Yeah, but... but and when, fear leads to violence. Yeah, but you, you are essentially okaying and saying things like, this guy's a Nazi, so, eh. Yep. You know? It's like, we'll look over here because that guy's a Nazi. Right. It's like, no, this song has nothing to do with that. It's not racist. He's not singling out a political party. Nope. He fucking hates all of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, he said it. Mm-hmm. But now, but so he had to release another statement after he re- released a statement about, I'm not just talking about Joe Biden and the Democrats. I'm talking about all of you. Mm-hmm. He had to release another statement because the media twisted it and said, ooh, he hates Republicans because he said, he, because they played it at the GOP, the yeah, the GOP presidential debates. So he hates you all. And he came out and said, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. <laughs> he, he, he Just to, keep giving he, him a platform. Yeah, Let's go. He, he, he had to release another statement. He said, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you all are shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, Including he, the mainstream media. None of you have our best interests at heart. Right. You are all backed by whatever lobbyists and donors and all this stuff. None of you have our backs. Mm-hmm. You're after money. Period. Point blank. That's it. Well, speaking of the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got animated as shit, too. I should have recorded this on video because my hands are flying all over the place. (laughs) It's a good one. Um, But we are in our jammies. So the GOP debates. Yeah. Let's talk about that, shall we? I wrote down the names. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, of all the people who were on stage. Uh, Well, I wrote down all the names of the... Republican not primary nominees. Okay. Currently. So all of these are except the big one were on stage? Yes. Okay. So Mike Pence. Duh. Vivek Ram I'm gonna Ramaswamy, I think is I'm gonna get this. Stop it. Vivek Ramas Ramaswamy. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott. And Doug Burgum. Oh, and Asa Hutchinson. What'd you call me? (laughs) I tried so hard. (laughs) And then, of course, the one who was not on stage because he turned himself in to Fulton County Prison, Donald Trump. Yes. The individuals who were on stage, we, as in Russ and I, watched the GOP debates. And can we can we not call it debate anymore? Like it's yeah. really not. It's more of a shit talk, show. Yeah, talk shit about each other on stage. And this is what bugs me the most about Trump not being on stage is he was obviously a focal point because mm-hmm. he is still the front runner. The front runner of everything. He's got a stronghold of GOP base and 
they're all talking shit about him. Especially Nikki Haley. Yes. They they all they're all complete shit talking this guy. And he's not even present to defend himself. Right. Now, whether or not you like Donald Trump, I don't give a shit. But the guy should be able to defend himself on that same stage. Yep. So they should have moved that debate until he was able to be present because they all got their licks in and he had zero way to respond. You don't think that was on purpose? A hundred percent it was on purpose. But that's my point. It's fucking bullshit. Yep. I agree. So they start off by talking about a bunch of things. And I, I just took a couple of highlight notes here. I think the big takeaway for me was I had no idea who Vivek was. I like him. Holy shit, he was good. Yeah, he was. He was very well-spoken. The dude was a savage. Yeah. Like, I was impressed. I was not expecting to like anyone on that stage other than Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and we the reason why we like Ron DeSantis is because we have experience with Ron DeSantis. We're doing well in Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like Florida. So the thing, though, that really got me, and I, I'm just going to hit this right off the bat. I was going to save it for last, but so Vivek and Mike Pence were going at it like nonstop. Yeah. They were constantly at each other. But one thing that Mike Pence said is that the American, what did he say? He said the American dream, the American way is going strong and it's, we're just, we're good. The American people are good. Yeah, he was essentially saying that everybody, yeah, we're good right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. America's fine. What, the fucking Oliver Anthony song doesn't say so. <laughs> and that's resonating. And Vivek called him out on it. And he should have. And he said, no, we're not. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> this I, is yeah. not another Good Morning America day. That was a jaw-dropping moment for me because I'm like, this guy is so out of touch. Exactly. And you want to be president? Right, exactly. You just showed your ass on yeah. stage. And he, I'm glad that Vivek was there because nobody else called him out. No. Trump would have yes. if he was on stage. But Vivek called his ass out. And he's a, he's a political outsider, kind of like how Trump was in, what was it, 2016 or whatever? Right. Yeah, he was. he's a political outsider. He's an entrepreneur. He's a, I think he's a billionaire business mogul guy. Yep. Smart dude. Yep. All that. Yep. And then another thing that Vivek said was about the mental health epidemic. Yes. He actually called this out yes. on stage. And no one else has, in my recollection and knowledge on any debate, no one has ever said that phrase. He said ever since we've closed down a lot of these mental health facilities, yes. that crime has launched to the moon. Exactly. Yep. He mentioned that it's a mental health epidemic. We keep prescribing SSRIs. Yes. Instead of rooting the problem out with these facilities yep, and trying to help fix and send people to therapy and stuff like that. We're just pumping them full of drugs and putting them back on the street. Yep. So he really hit a lot of points with me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Seriously. I was impressed. I was too. The Republican Party has always been very... Like we're the we're the high and mighty party, right? They were mm-hmm. never the ones to really attack issues. They were always polite and like, oh, I'm gonna do this. It's like, no, you need to speak the truth now. Yep. I'm not saying that you need to go knives out at each other's throats, but when Mike Pence comes out and says, 
another great yeah, day. Yeah, well, you got the sun is shining. And then he calls him out. No, that needs to happen because no, it's not good. Yep. Inflation is out of fucking control. Interest rates are going up. People can't buy a house. I'm glad that we're in the position that we're in to where we were able to afford a house. But if yep. we were 10 years younger, we would be screwed. Yep. We'd be living with mommy and daddy. Exactly. And Pence was very cringe. I, like, I can't I, stand him. It was horrible. Like At no point did I ever think, yeah, that was good. No, me neither. When he spoke. He's, like, ugh. He's, very, he's very fake to me. And if or when, I'm not sure which, just we'll see what happens, but if or when he gets called to the stand in all this Trump case stuff that's happening, yep. I guarantee you he will drop out of this race. There's not going to be a chance for him to redeem himself when he is on that stand. He, he's not going to be able to redeem himself now. He's too, I don't know, he's like robotic. Icky. Yeah. Icky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes you feel like your skin crawl, like one of them <laughs> real, real slimy used car salesman. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, then Haley, Nikki Haley, she had some good moments. She did, but she's also cringe to me too. Like, it's okay. So every time somebody has a zinger, I'm like, oh my God, you, this is all scripted. It is such right, crap. So prepared. Yes, right. that's what I mean. It's not even like when well, Vivek said it. He was like, "Everybody, get your slogans out now." Yeah, yeah exactly. Go. That's what I'm saying. He was calling them out for what it was, and but like she kept saying, she would say things, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, they told you to say that behind the scenes." It's like, how about y'all come out there and stop with the with the fucking like rehearsal dinners and shit for your debate, and you just be real. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt with Vivek. Mm-hmm. He was coming out there, and he was... He was using a couple of big words, and I was like, ooh, you used a thesaurus before you came out, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's a, well, he's a smart guy. Did I a, know. He's a biotechnical... <laughs> I think that's what one of his uh, one of his first companies was, was some kind the of bio, company? biotechnical... Rio, Ro, Royvant Sciences, a biotechnology firm. Oh. Before founding... This is kind of funny. He found uh, Strive Asset Management, and it's an investment management firm that specializes in anti-woke asset management. (laughs) He refuses to consider environmental and social corporate government or ESG factors when investing. (laughs) Uh, That shit made me laugh, though. Something about him. I'm, I'm, I'm watching him right now. But speaking of climate change, they did talk about that. Yeah. And they asked people to raise their hand on stage if they believe that human contribution is making an impact on climate change. Right. A few people took a long time to raise their hand. I can't I remember. I wish I would have wrote it down. Oh, cool. okay. You didn't. You didn't write it down. All right. I, no. could, I can't remember either. It was not him. Is my point. Yeah. No, he's he is all about energy independence and releasing the United States energy cracking mm-hmm. essentially he wants us to be the leader of the world in energy generation energy creation all that whatever it is if it's energy we need to be on our own course yep. like there's ways to burn coal that is clean and everything you use is made out of fossil fuels 
if you say u- that you used quotes, yeah, you, I that. used hand quotes, but um, <laughs> like uh, the the wind turbines, they're all made out of fossil fuel. I think it's like a ninety something percentage of materials that are that go into a wind turbine are fossil fuels. Ninety percent of material that goes into anything, I know, plastic uses a fossil fuel. Plastic is fossil fuels. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. But he's he. I don't see, and that's the thing too, is I don't think he's anti like green energy either, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want you to say, no, you can't burn a gas. You can't have a gas car. You have to have an electric car. He doesn't want you to say that. He said, no, you can have both. Yep. You pick whichever one you want, whichever one makes more sense to you. Right. So that was climate (laughs) change. But, oh, for Nikki Haley, one of her quotes was actually quoting Thatcher. Yeah, I heard And that. this, I mean, it was a good quote, a good zinger. It's a good quote by Thatcher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's really playing up her womanism. Womanist? Her, fem- well, I don't want to say feminism. Well, um, I mean, I, I, I don't. The fact that she is a woman. Right. And that's okay. She should no, be proud of that. No, it's not. It's not. You, we know you're a woman. It is quite obvious. You tell me how being a woman impacts your decisions or your thinking. That's fine. Right. But to say uh, you send a woman to do a man's job, essentially, it's like, uh, ew. Like, okay, how? How are you going to do this better? Tell me that. Yeah. And I'll care. Like I said, it's these pre-recorded zingers that they had to throw in there. Right. I will say, I can't remember who said it to Vivek, but he said, this dude sounds like chat GPT. I fucking laughed. I think it was Chris Christie. <laughs> I, I laughed so said. fucking hard. He said, this dude sounds like chat GPT. <laughs> so Chris Christie was a weird one, though. Like, I don't like that dude at the all. The audience hated him and loved him like at any given moment i'd like to know who's actually in said audience right it was weird yeah, i know because chris christie feels like they should be audience less well he was he he was dogging trump too which like i said i think trump's name should have been in no one's mouth mm-hmm. since he's not there to defend himself i think that's wrong because like it or not, his chances of being the nominee are pretty fucking high. He kept saying all this stuff about Trump saying that he he was questioning the election and things like that, like he was breaking the law and all this. But They don't like each other. They never have. Yes, they have. Chris Christie was kissing Trump's ass during his administration. I thought they were going back and forth no. and calling at one point. No. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Chris Christie was... Considered for some kind of cabinet appointment at one point during hmm. Trump's presidency, but maybe I'm thinking somebody else. But but he turned the coin. He t- he he flip flopped. That uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Nikki Haley's the same way. She was the ambassador to the UN or something like that in Trump's administration. I'm like, the motherfucker hired your ass. <laughs> ah, yes, she yeah. was the ambassador. I don't know what it was for. I think it was UN, the ambassador to the UN. I think. I don't quote me on that, but she she was something in Trump's administration and and Christie was considered, I believe. But anyway, he was dogging the hell out of him for all this gray area things, whatever. We don't know if Trump did it. Or what we'll find out in court. Right. You know, that's what we're, that's the next step. We have to presume he's innocent because they haven't 
determined the verdict. That's what the country's built on. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Well, Christy, I'm like, dude, you're this pot calling the kettle black, man. You're, you're fucking, you did that Bridgegate shit when you were the governor of Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, maybe you weren't convicted on anything, but it's like, dude, you, you don't act like you are Mr. High and Mighty now. It cracks me up how he's always on the stage, though. For uh, what, the past three or four primaries? He has been on that stage. Hey, I, Why? He, he's he's another slimy dude to me. He's mm-hmm. very, like, that. there's a, everybody go Google this shit. It makes me laugh every time I see it. But there's a picture of Chris Christie pouring a small bag of M&Ms into a big bag of M&Ms. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, bruh. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And then one thing that he did, though, Chris Christie on stage, that I don't think he really thought about before he said it was Vivek made a comment that he what was it that he was the strange one on stage or something like Vivek was the strange one Vivek made a comment that he was that he as in Vivek himself was not what you were expecting to see on stage essentially alluding to his race and background okay and Chris Christie was like that's what Obama said like you're comparing yourself to Obama and I'm like gee just did like yeah, yeah. for the people who liked Obama on the Democrat side, you just alluded to comparisons. Could you be swinging people over to him? like? I don't think you thought that through. No, he it it was a super weird thing to say because right. he he was just he was essentially saying like I am change, which Obama said that, but it's kind of true. I mean, he's, I think, yes. he, I think he's, has, he's from India or not. He's not from India. His parents, His parents are, are from India. Yep. He's first generation American. Yes. Born in Chicago or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, a, he, he truly is a change out there for the Republican party. Absolutely. But, I mean, what so fuck? right. You're, you're making these comparisons and I don't think you realize the impact to what you just said. Like it wasn't well, a negative comment. Well, and, and, and that, and. But my whole thing, too, is it's like, why are you doing that instead of tackling current issues? Obama was president. Mm-hmm. He's not now. Right. Get over it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's over. That's fucking has been shit. Yep. We're talking about issues right now. And that's why the bloodbath that happened was a bunch of shit, too. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know tackling issues they were like jumping at each other's throats now sometimes that's necessary because they say stupid shit they say stupid shit like it's a good morning in america exactly see that right there he deserved to get called out on because you are out of touch you were in government and you are acting like it's fine but calling somebody a Obama? Yeah, I know. <laughs> or Chat GPT. Although I did laugh at the Chat B- Ch- Chat GPT thing. Right. But did it gain any points? With no, you? it just it's... makes you all look like you're bickering. Makes you look like children. Yeah. So congratulations. But Ron DeSantis was on stage. Yes, he and was. He held it down, my man. I think they didn't give him as much voice time as I thought they should have. Mike Pence had the most voice time on that stage. You can tell generally where they're trying to sway people you know what i mean well, what points they're trying to talk that, about that's what i'm saying they're trying to but we talked about this just a second ago they're trying to to groom you 
mm-hmm. into, ooh, Mike Pence, he sounded so nice, da 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 da. Because a lot of people will fall for it. Right. If we give him the most talk time, he's maybe people will like him better. But it's no, dude, don't give him talk time. He's a fucking robot that needs a software update because he sounds scripted as shit and snaky. Cringy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of that dude. Not at all. But DeSantis, he had a couple of good moments, though. He did. And specific to... The COVID shutdown. Yes. That is huge. Yes. And the fact that he went on that stage and told all of the American people, I will never allow that to happen to you, I think was huge. Yeah. It yeah. had to have won him some votes at that point. We left Virginia for Florida because of those types of policies. Exactly. And they worked and they it's fine. Like the, the media, once again, the media was saying Florida has the worst cases, da, 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 da. It's like, there's, first off, there's lots of old people here. You got to give people the choice yep. of doing what they want. It depends on their risk tolerance and how they feel about taking risks. Yep. If you want to go out, bye. And what you just said a few seconds ago was bring it back to the states for the people to decide yeah, exactly on. if you don't like it move exactly you have 50 choices yep well 51 puerto rico well and, or you can worldwide search you know right. you have more than 50 but i don't know it, it, the the covid lockdown stuff was awful obviously we're still fighting this this crap mm-hmm. we're going through it now the, all the inflation that's from them passing out money like it was candy. Mm-hmm. And then the mask mandates, all that stuff did was divide people. You can't force people to do something they don't want to do. But it's a good morning in America, yeah, I know. says Pence. Yeah, right. And he's acting like nothing's happening. We haven't, we haven't been more divided as we are now since probably the Civil War. I would say up until a few weeks ago when Oliver Anthony put out that song. Because yeah, we all love each other now. I can agree on that song. Yes. I tell you what, except for the media, send it to me. I dare you. Yeah. Find it. Send it to me. I, 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 would, I would truly like to, to hear the other side if somebody would say that. I've tried to find it. I know. It. Me too. Send it to me. Other than the media. I don't care what the media says. No. I want people. And just to kind of, this is a little off base, but what Twitter or X is doing with news stories and stories that are published on there it's called community notes and it's essentially crowdsourced fact checking it's not fact checked by one org right it's fact checked by everybody that has knowledge of said topic good so if somebody says oh the sky is blue or somebody says the sky is red and then a scientist comes on there, says, no, it's not as blue. Here's proof. And then another scientist comes on there and essentially agrees with the blue guy. Mm-hmm. All that stuff then goes into a post that's right underneath that post. And it says, community notes, this has been proven false by blah, 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 blah. And then they'll link to an article or articles that state why it's been proven false. So the idea is there's a story out there. You get all sides, and you make your own fucking decision. That's 100%. That's it. We are feisty tonight. I know. <laughs> but you know what was funny, too, though, that, that made me laugh about the community notes thing is there's a lot of ads on Twitter. Obviously, they got to pay the bills. But some of the ads are for games, like mobile games. 
and they're clearly false advertisement. Like the gameplay that they show on the video. Right. And people then, hate that shit. Well, I know. But in on Twitter, it calls it out because of community notes. They said this is false advertisement. None of the gameplay in the fucking game looks like this shit. <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, well, damn. Twitter, you're probably gonna lose that advertiser. <laughs> They're mad now. I wonder if there's a Reddit for that kind of thing to say, like false advertisement for gameplay. Oh, I'm sure that there would be is. Hilarious. I, I just like I like that idea though because you're not just taking it from a CNN or an MSNBC or Mainstream a Fox media. News. Yeah, you're you're actually you're all auditing everything. Yep. Together. Yep. So if okay. you know something about a topic that Oliver Anthony, he's alt right finger quotes. And Give you, us community notes. Yeah. If you know that that's not true, then you go on there and you prove that it's not true. Yep. It's very cool. I like that idea. I thought that was one of the good changes of Twitter. One of the negative changes of Twitter, though, is I think they're removing blocking from the platform. Like, you can't block people. And I thought that was kind of fucked up. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I can see weird harassment type shit popping up. You, There's going to be something else, I guarantee. They there will is. just leave it. There is, but I think the point of blocking is to not allow people to read your stuff. Like, I blocked you. You can't even read what I'm writing because you're a stalker or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. th- there needs to be something like that in I'm there. I'm sure there will be. But as far as the GOP debates go, I think overall, I learned a lot about Vivek and feel strongly about him. I, I want to keep an eye on this. Yeah, me too. I'm excited I liked him. to see him keep on the campaign trail. Obviously, Ron DeSantis, my man. Can I can, can I just say something about Vivek, though? The, on, the only thing I didn't like about him was the dude's voice. It's a little high pitch. I was like, <laughs> come on, bro. You got to... Your penal? Yeah, it was... Penal it, I don't know. I mean, like he's well-spoken. Like mm-hmm. he He's got his shit together but i'm like dude you gotta get a voice changer or something <laughs> spend money on that uh, he was just, engineer it, that it was just really high pitch he was like oh, da, da. <laughs> i didn't think so but you okay he, no. he just i don't know it just was i guess he was just talking kind of fat he, he was excited of course because well, adrenaline's pumping was, for sure he was essentially cage matching in there so right but definitely watching him, Ron DeSantis, of course. Tim Scott wasn't as exciting as I thought he, he was going to be. He was very scripted, too. He felt very pensy to me. He, yeah. he had some good moments, but he was politician type. I think people are very tired of politicians. No shit. You know, so somebody like Vivek, and that's why I think uh, Donald Trump resonated, too, with people back in 2016, was he was anti-politician. Right. Like somebody Drain running. The swamp. Exactly. And I think that movement of anti politician, it needs to become law. Mm-hmm. There needs to be term limits. There needs to be age limits. Yep. All this stuff needs to, to happen because people get embedded in government. And the longer you're there, the easier it is for you to become some lobbyist pawn. Yep. I'll say the last person I'm looking at is Nikki Haley. And I know you're going to roll your eyes and tiff me, but I 
there were some points she made that were interesting. So I can imagine that we'll lose a bunch of people by the next time we do a debate. And I'm hoping who remains are the ones that I just said. Vivek, um, Nikki, DeSantis, maybe Tim Scott. But I'm almost pretty sure he'll probably fall off too. Tim Scott? Yeah. He needs more energy, I think. I, I like him. The He didn't have a lot of talk time because no. he was almost too quiet. He was too reserved. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Last note about all of all of this 2024 election stuff. So Biden is, you know, the current president, though. He's been challenged, right, by at least two individuals, Kennedy yes. and I can't think of the other lady. Williamson. Williamson, right. So he's been challenged, but there are no current Democratic debates on the schedule. Nope, because that hasn't happened for 50 years. An incumbent president hasn't had to debate in the Democratic Party for 50 years. But there's still going to be a primary, right? I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, probably, but how are they going to get their names out there to even scratch a surface of... Well, you can do that with social media and stuff now, a lot easier than you could have 50 years ago. Yeah, but... But to me, they should be doing it. If he is being challenged... 100%. They're not going to put him on the stage with somebody like Kennedy, though. Of course not. They should, just to... (laughs) People, again, Oliver Anthony... They don't think you know, but I know that you do. Yeah, how is that democratic when the people can't choose? Like, if, if if you're a Democrat and you don't really like the job Biden's doing. That you can't vote in your or hear the other voices of those in your party. Exactly. What if there's a better alternative, like Kennedy or, yep. or whatever, Marianne Williamson or whatever her name is? <laughs> what if they're better? Right. You could, you, they don't have a chance. Because yep. they don't give it to them. That's messed up. I don't like That's that. That's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. How is that a democratic process when you guys are controlling who sees who? Yep. So hopefully, possibly, maybe something happens at the D. There is a DNC. Something happens. Well, what would it. happen? I Well, I don't know either. But Joe Biden falls again. I don't know. <laughs> I just would love to see Kennedy on stage and talking to the American people. I that. And that's what they're they're they are denying him that chance because they won't allow a debate to happen. And he's not going to get a platform to do that. They're not going to allow him to get up there. No, the most that he'll be able to do is social media. But that and doesn't, campaign trail that doesn't do a whole lot because I think most people go to social media for other reasons and not politics. <laughs> no, well, they, they argue amongst each other for You're politics, cute. but they don't go up there to try to pick a candidate. Okay, maybe they don't they research go, their candidates in social media. No, I see what you're they saying. They go up there to fucking destroy each other over the candidate that the other person has already chosen. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. I think that's it for tonight. That was a good one. I got mad. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go that's not it for tonight. What? <laughs> Hurricane season, just real quick. Yeah. Here we are in Florida. We are in the Tampa Bay area. And the first hurricane of, well, I guess official hurricane of the season will possibly be hitting right around the time that this podcast airs. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday time frame. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, so far we're good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, they've, um, they've you know, spaghetti models are spaghetti models. It's like 
throwing a fucking dart at a giant no, throw board. spaghetti on the board. Can you stop? Let's <laughs> <laughs> call it that. Uh, but uh, they they aren't real sure what it's going to do. But mo- most, if not all, models have said Cat One when it makes landfall. So yep. nothing major. I think they we said, need the rain so bad. I know seventy to eighty mile an hour wind, something like that. So it's not anything to panic over. But that is one thing. See, here's another example of sensationalism. They have been saying, "You better watch out for this hurricane. <laughs> this hurricane's coming, and it's nothing to play with." Dude, I even heard that they call it a possible Cat Six. I know. It's like what? <laughs> We have a local weatherman here in the Tampa area named Dennis Phillips. And Dennis, he, he's Dennis, awesome. So rule he, number seven. Rule number seven. Yeah, he, he is like anti-sensationalism. He's like, look, don't panic. We don't know what's going to happen. There's worst case. There's best case. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. That's how it always works out. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. It's almost best case. Right. We need the rain. But yeah. The, the worst case was Cat 6 or whatever. The best best case was tropical storm so we're like one step above tropical storm yep so currently we're, we're okay we'll keep you updated but florida gets hurricanes as part of being a floridian yeah you know what's crazy too is i kept seeing these memes about new yorkers they moved to florida oh you weren't gonna say about the public's cakes hurricane cake yeah no that pisses me off i don't <laughs> i want to get even more mad but but uh new yorkers moved to florida and then they flee back to New York when a hurricane comes. Yep. But half the time, the fucking hurricanes go up and hit New York anyway. <laughs> it's like that's following them. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. That mm. made me laugh. And public stop making hurricane party cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Had to bring it up. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. That I don't know, man. That, it's a culture thing. I know. And the fact that they're doing that is not right. I if, wonder what the reason is. Just high demand and you've got no, to make well, the cake. <laughs> like, Publix has released a statement saying they don't want to make light of natural disasters, but it's like... Floridians make light of natural disasters. Right. It's part of culture here. Hurricane parties are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And people will you get... say goodbye to everything you own yeah. because it could be gone. Right. You go, you come together, you have a little party, and that's part of the... the being and you rebuild. Yeah. Then you rebuild. You you come together as a community before the storm, and you come together as a community after the storm to figure out what you got to do. Well, and you bunker down together during it. So, yeah. I mean. Exactly. And it, it kind of bugs me, because Publix is, a, is a, another big Florida culture thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact they're doing this kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's very woke. Yeah. seriously that's how i feel about that it's very woke because they're trying not to offend people the people that are buying the hurricane cake aren't offended they're not offended (laughs) clearly they're not offended they want the fucking hurricane cake they're spending money on a hurricane cake make them the damn cake (laughs) (laughs) so this podcast has been very heavy tonight and i'm I'm, we're gonna end it on kind of a heavy note but i hope we can maybe spend a little bit of light on it we all today that Bob Barker passed away. Yeah. I'm talking sad. like all the childhood memories of Bob Barker and The Price is Right. I know it. I know it. And Happy Gilmore, where he punches Adam Sandler. He beat the shit out of Adam Sandler and I'm mean, rolling down the hills with him and all that stuff. Uh-huh. There are just so many memories of Bob Barker. Like when you're sick from school, you go home, you watch Price is Right. Like I know. That that you know, this sounds so weird, but being sick 
you look forward to to Price is Right uh-huh. while you're sick. You're like, there oh man, things. I actually get to watch that. Price is Right, Jerry Springer. Like there was a couple of things when you were a kid. Yeah, you got to stay home when you were sick and you watched TV. Like, yeah, you got to see stuff that you didn't normally get to see, and Price right. is Right was one of them. I used to love that shit. Me too. Did and- you know um, Aaron Paul was on it? No. Yeah, Aaron Paul was on it, I think, before he got famous from Breaking Bad. Dang. I'll, I'll pull that shit up. No, me and one of my cousins a long time ago, we said that when we turned 18, it was going to be our mission to get on the Bruce Strait show. <laughs> we never did it, unfortunately, but I mean, I, we still could with Drew Carey, I guess, but with Bob that's, Barker. It's not the same. It's yeah. Just like Jeopardy is not, not even remotely close to being the same. Yeah. So definitely, definitely feeling that that loss. But Pat Sajak is on the way out too. I heard retiring. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's not dying, but <laughs> he. I'm surprised he lasted this long. That dude mm-hmm. has been on that show forever. Yep. And that's going to be another weird one. Yep. To fill that role, Vanna's going to stay. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Even now with her age. <laughs> that is ageism. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I'm just trying to say. No, she she looks good. I mean, that's yeah, what happens when but, you have that Hollywood money, man. I guess. But, you know, if you're going to replace Pat, then you have to you just replace everything because it's just going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But with Bob. Oh, I saw a meme that said <laughs> Bob made it as close to 100 as possible without going over. Oh. I was like, yeah. That's pretty funny. That's a good one. 99 cent, $99.99. <laughs> Damn. That was a good one. I like so, it. So, RIP Bob Barker. But on that extremely heavy note, I hope you have good memories of watching Bob, too. Yep. And get your dogs and cats spayed and neutered. <laughs> good sign off. <laughs> Love you. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union Podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.